1: tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine tighter skin or your money back get a 15 discount code by using the discount code game that's fiber skincare
0: it's the game of roses welcome to the game of roses this is the game of roses welcome to the game of roses
1: Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case.
0: This is Bachelor Clues, and it's Friday. So that means this is This Week in Bachelor Nation. But This Week in Bachelor Nation does contain This weekend gains, and we'll be getting to all the gains of our players. We'll be getting to the ratings of the show. We'll be getting to all that Bachelor Nation news, all those screams, all those parasocial plays that occurred this week. And we're going to be talking about a very interesting thing that is happening in the state of the game, how it is literally changing before our eyes what can be done by players outside the show. It's an astounding time to be in the nation right now. I feel like we are really truly witnessing a massive change in how everything works. And I love it.
1: Yeah. New updates on the Sauce Wars offensives that are taking on, they're happening right now. Our digging deeper is going to be bananas already this is the one we're going to record next week for for a week and a half from now but today we are going to talk about the social media that leads into that but before we get to any of that we have some official business guess what clues uh
0: the united states government has finally fully released a crystal clear image of ufos and aliens
1: nope I've gone (laughs) reels viral. Oh, (laughs) even more important. Nice. (laughs) It is for the video, which I was inspired by, you know, some lovely ladies on TikTok. And in it, I pretend to lower my towel to show my boobs, but instead I'm wearing our sauce war's t-shirt. And I've finally gone reels viral, so...
0: The old bait and switch.
1: I'm hoping my my parents will put that on the Christmas card this year. (laughs) (laughs) 165k views on that one. That's
0: fantastic. Congratulations.
1: You know, I'm a new person now, so I I thought you needed to know that. And if you would like to peacock in your own Sauce Wars t-shirts, they're still available at GameOfRoses.co. Get peacock and and there's history in the sauce wars we made this week.
0: I know if you if you've been listening to our program at all, you know the sauce wars are ongoing. We we first started to identify the sauce wars. I don't know how long ago it was. It feels like it was maybe five or six months ago. We began talking about the idea of the sauce wars. Maybe it's even before that.
1: Three to five years.
0: Three to five years ago. (laughs) Okay. Well, we've only been doing the podcast for about three, so I don't know about that, but. I think we were talking about about five to six months ago, we started to recognize that the official Bachelor Nation podcasts were forwarding whatever the narrative was from the producers from the show itself. Whatever the lies were that the show was promoting, they would then have players go on these official Bachelor Nation podcasts or have the hosts themselves further those lies. And there were some players who would fight back against them. And then there were also fence players who kind of played both sides like, oh, we're still friends with the show, but also we're going to say the truth every once in a while. And as we started to recognize it, we gave it the name The Sauce Wars, uh, of course, because of Grocery Store Joe, who is a commander on the sauce side of The Sauce Wars. He was selling his uh, tomato sauce all over the place and making social media about it.
1: All over the Chicago area.
0: Sorry, all over the greater Chicago area.
1: Cannot cross state lines. That's right.
0: (laughs) We did find that out. But we called it the Sauce Wars because he was selling the sauce, and he is one of the biggest proponents of towing the company line on the official Bachelor Nation podcast clickbait. So they began then, I feel like, or we at least recognized the beginning, gave it the name, and now it's everywhere. We are in peak Sauce Wars. And so please, if you want to represent your side of the Sauce Wars, get some Sauce Wars merch. Show it to your friends. And when they say, what the fuck is the sauce wars? You take them down a one-hour diatribe about grocery store Joe selling his sauce only in the greater Chicago metropolitan area because of certain uh, codes of commerce, I suppose. He can't cross state lines with his sauce. And Then you take him even deeper into the pit, and you start talking about the suitcase battle, which is going to be the focal point <laughs> of the first segment of our show.
1: For all of our fashion... Uh accoutrement that we want to place on our bodies, we have the inspiration of your friend is going to go up to you and say, what the fuck is that shirt? Yeah.
0: (laughs) And then you get to drag them Look, there's nothing that gives me more pleasure than when somebody that is a casual acquaintance or potentially even a stranger asks me, Hey, have you ever seen The Bachelor? Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> this makes me come alive in a way I rarely feel anymore at my advanced age in our decaying world. It is one of the the purest joys I can get. And to be able to wear a shirt that can potentially create that situation, invoke that in someone else. If somebody else asks you, what is that? They're fucked. They ask the question. Now you get to answer Don't ask the question if you ain't ready for the answer, motherfucker.
1: I I think that's actually why wedding rings were created, too. It's to peacock about your wife.
0: Yes, exactly. (laughs)
1: Okay, let me tell you about my old ball and chain. As you can see (laughs) from my hand, this is a great source of conversation topic. Yeah.
0: I'm just saying, (laughs) I really love when I get approached, and it's rare these days because usually I am the one to start the conversation, let's be honest. But when it happens... Or when you overhear someone talking about The Bachelor and you can just casually go into it and be like, oh, talking about The Bachelor? Uh, it's just the greatest thing. It's one of my my true pleasures in life. And so hopefully this shirt, the Sauce Wars shirt, will help you experience that pleasure as well.
1: It's wild that that is your greatest pleasure because when someone asks me, do you watch The Bachelor? I am filled with dread. <laughs> I'm filled with dread as as what is to come. And I'm like, yes, I watch. Yes, I actually have a podcast about it. And then I'm like... And yes, I actually wrote a book about it. Uh, Yeah, it's taken over my whole life. Glad you asked.
0: I don't get to the (laughs) podcast in the book until the end of the conversation. I am always like, oh, yes, I do watch it. It, a lot has been going on.
1: <laughs> they just think you're a standard Bachelor Nation lunatic.
0: <laughs> no, this is my my dragging into the pit strategy. I start out very conversational about whatever the most recent thing is that that person is probably talking about. You know, like, are you watching this season of Paradise? Oh, my God. Are you
1: those UFOs? Yeah, I, I
0: mean, start talking about UFOs. No, I talk about whatever the most recent season is in a very casual way. And then I start threading it back through the history and be like, oh, well, you know... um, the hooju. actually the first time that happened was in season six did you know that <laughs> and then we go back and we talk about mary delgado and we talk about the experimental era and i basically give a whole one hour long history lesson of the show and then i take us to where we are now and what the show is the state of the game and then i say and if any of this is of interest to you you know there's a podcast called game of roses about it that's where i get all my information i say it like that i don't let them know i do the podcast
1: wait you- say it's your favorite bachelor podcast. and Don't say it's yours. That is so funny. I think this should have been your scream.
0: I do the bait and switch. Use a towel. You make people (laughs) think they're going to see some voluntary nudity play and then it's a sauce or shirt. I do the bait and switch in the other way. An hour long conversation where they think I'm talking about someone else, but it's actually me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's zero knowing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Anyway, let's get to the first segment of our program. We are talking about how the game is changing and what is changing the game. This is Game Game of of Roses. Roses. State of the Game. As we all saw in the most recent episodes of Bachelor in Paradise Season 8, the battle of the suitcase was waged in the sauce wars and the fallout from it on social media, all of the reactions that are now coming out from players that were involved in it, from players that weren't involved in it. Everybody's fucking weighing in on this in the nation. We are seeing these reactions revealing that this was a scripted event. We have never seen something like this before where immediately, as the episode is airing, or within 24 hours of its airing, players are coming out on social media to say this is not real. This is a breach of all of their contracts and they don't seem to care, and so far there is no retribution by ABC or the producers or anybody else. I don't think there will be. I don't think there can be, honestly. I I think it would look very bad if they sue everybody involved in that because they were just doing what the producer said. Now they're breaking it a little bit by saying that's what we were doing, essentially. This is all fake, but that's where we are.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they try to scare them.
0: Certainly they're getting calls from lawyers and shit like that, but that's very different than here's a fucking lawsuit, you know.
1: Sure. But I think they're I think they know the power of their, you know, threats. I think that that has protected them a lot in the past. It'll it'll be interesting to see. We also had, you know, we had several people who were flight attendants reach out to us and say this would have been a breach of security if they sent a bag without a person. So, we've got some <laughs> Experts in the field weighing in.
0: Yeah, we all know that it wasn't her suitcase, but plenty of people think it was. There is a contingent within the nation that thinks this is real. And I don't know what that percentage is of the fourth audience that thinks everything they see in the program is real, but those people (laughs) exist. And I, I think the reason that a lot of these players are coming out on social media saying this isn't real is because they're getting shitty DMs from that contingent of the fourth audience. Mm-hmm. Potentially death threats. At the very least, saying you're you're a horrible person. How could you go through somebody's suitcase? That type of shit. Oh,
1: people think that Kira actually used her vibrator. I've seen comments like that. I'm like, what planet are you on?
0: Planet Earth. Um, The country America. Look, we've been through this. America, by and large despite the fact that we turn out a massive amount of media, I don't think the people viewing it are that savvy. There's a a big chunk of people who watch reality TV, politics, anything they see, the news, and they don't have any critical thought about the fact that none of this is real. And by the way, none of it is. Not the news, not reality TV. It is all faked to get your eyeballs glued to that fucking screen. I'm not saying the news doesn't. Sir,
1: this is a Wendy's? (laughs) (laughs)
0: my apologies (laughs) okay so look this is what we want to (laughs) do
1: this is what we want to do got him good for
0: for our (laughs) stage. we are going to talk about uh, some of these parasocial plays that have been happening in response to the battle of the suitcase we're going to go through the timeline and just give you an idea of the scope of what is actually happening so the first thing that happened was Marlena Wesch on October 3rd posted to Twitter. This is as the show is airing. It says, and y'all wonder why we be crying every episode. It's because we don't want to get on the producer's bad side and have a vibrator planted <laughs> in our fake suitcase on national TV, uh, hypnotized sick eyes emoji. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Melting happy face emoji. Hashtag bachelor and paradise crab emoji. So she here is saying, now she's not on paradise, but she sees what's going on and she's been in the game, obviously. She's been a, a target of producer manipulation as has every player that's ever come through the game. She says outright here that this is a fake suitcase with a planted vibrator. Now again, she's not there. She wasn't involved in this. She is just a player from another season saying, here's what's happening, everyone. She then follows it up with a tweet that says, this show is childish as hell for what they did to Sally. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. Crab emoji. So she's Mm -hmm. now calling out the producers. Again, not saying the producers, saying the show.
1: She put producers in the first one.
0: Correct. Uh, But (laughs) issuing the the idea here that they're doing something to Sally on purpose. Like they're throwing Mm -hmm. her under the bus. They're attacking her in some way. Then we move on. That same night, At 8.05 p.m., one grocery store Joseph tweets, opening up someone else's bag, not cool. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. This is the Sauce Wars.
1: Can we hear that read in a different accent?
0: Oh, sorry. Grocery store Joseph on October 3rd, 8.05 p.m., tweets, opening up someone else's bag, not cool. Hashtag Bachelor (laughs) in Paradise. Crab emoji. Now. This (laughs) Thank this you <laughs> my pleasure this is grocery store slinging that sauce he's basically saying this is all real and the people involved in opening the suitcase are piles of shit that's yeah. what this tweet that's says
1: Morris, that's Chilton that's Genevieve Parisi so he's saying it's her real bag and that they have broken into her personal belongings
0: yes Then, two minutes later, October 3rd, 8.07 p.m., Jill Chin weighs in. Let's use... This is on Twitter. Let's use some critical thinking here, guys. Who would bring a vibrator and waffle waffle iron to the beach? Critical, period, thinking, period. So she's not saying it's fake, but she's just saying, come on. The implication is that it's fake. She's not outright Mm -hmm. saying that didn't happen, but she's like, come on. Think about this. This can't be real, essentially. Then... Also, 8.07pm, this is on October 3rd, Susie Evans joins the conversation. She is, of course, the Ultimate Vikings non-ring winner, ring winner, non-final rose recipient, final rose recipient, yes. and uh, most recently, his ex-girlfriend. They broke up, and we're going to get to some of that in the news, why they did. It's not a pretty story, and it has a lot to do with the producers and how the show reacts, et cetera, et cetera. But Susie Evans weighs in. If I had to guess, dot, 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 this is on Twitter as well. That is not Sally's suitcase. Rolling eyes emoji, hashtag Bachelor in Paradise, crab emoji. So this is someone who has, I believe, no love for the franchise. They have no love for her. And we will get to that again in news. But she's now weighing in, saying, this is fake, if I had Mm -hmm. to guess. So again, there's that little caveat at the beginning. Let me just protect myself legally here. But if I had to guess, that's Mm -hmm. not Sally's suitcase. She knows. In my opinion. Yeah, in my humble. Then we finally have a player involved in the event itself. Genevieve Parisi. She was there. She was, I believe, the player holding, in quotes, Sally Carson's extensions, which were not her extensions. She tweets at 807, Please look at the clues. Is this really Sally's suitcase? Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. She's essentially telling us it's not. Why would she tweet this if not?
1: Look at the clues. Read between the lines, clues.
0: I'm trying. It's not between the lines. I mean, it's obvious this, this didn't happen, but now you have a player involved in the actual incident. Someone in the show, as it's airing, saying, this isn't real. What you're watching me do right now, I didn't do. It's not real. We've never seen this before, to my knowledge.
1: And she continues to tweet that night in shock at her edit, perhaps. OMG, so much context left out. Please ignore me. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. And then she says, I thought the bathroom was a safe place to hide. Nowhere is safe. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. Again, these are vague and general, but she is literally on the show right now. She is the one who's under the harshest contract of anyone.
0: And then we have Lindsay Wyndham, player from another season, chiming in. She reposts Marlena Wesch's initial uh, post about the suitcase being fake and says, Marlena keeping it real in reality TV. Also, I'm not watching because it makes me anxious and I know what all happens, but I get spark notes and cheering on my season 26 Girls from a Distance. So this is. It's just another player who went through, in my estimation, one of the most producer, heavily producer-manipulated seasons, Bachelor 26, in the history of the game. Seeing this happening, she's friends with all these people because they were on Clayton's season. And she's getting, she's basically telling us, she's getting little messages from them saying what actually happened, so this isn't what happened. Then we get Genevieve Preacy again. Honestly, the amount of times I wanted to leave this place is scary. Imagine three hours of sleep and 90% humidity. It's not easy, people. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. So she's letting us behind the scenes here at the conditions that they uh, experience while they're there. We know this. Many players talk about this all the time, but she's just kind of hitting the nail again. Then we get Haley Mollis coming in, excited to watch the rest of the season as just a viewer with no more anxiety about my edit. She was dismissed in episode three. That was the Tuesday episode. She is now talking about the anxiety that it gave her, and she's now able to move on with her life free from anxiety because Because the
1: edit has been set in stone now.
0: Yeah, and and also the idea that like whatever's in the edit was real, and that's what these players are trying to combat. So then we get Justin Glaze, who is on the beach, fires a shot at Kira, who fights back. In the show, obviously... Kira has talked about how Justin and uh, Sally Carson might have hooked up at Stagecoach. At least they mm-hmm. were there commingling. Kind of it looked like they were interested in each other. She says that in the document. To combat that, Justin Glaze then tweets out, LMFAO Kira was at Stagecoach? Question mark. This whole story is news to me. Crying, laughing, emoji, anything for some screen time, though, I guess. Sigh, hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. Kira then comes back at him. Now, this is peak sauceware shit. You've got two players now. Fighting over a verifiable fact, something that can easily be proven. Glaze is saying this didn't happen like you said it did.
1: Public hashtag Bachelor in Paradise threat. She says, You okay, bro? We had several short conversations while there. Get some glasses and a better attitude. Look at that prescription.
0: (laughs) And then Justin Glaze comes back. I'm sorry. I truly don't think we spoke at all. We spoke all weekend just odd to speak on and embellish someone's whereabouts and actions so authoritatively that you don't know.
1: And she said, we definitely spoke and I was in the five person group with Sally all weekend. So I know what I saw. Don't really understand why you're coming at me, but it's all good. Damn Kira with these receipts left and right. And then she posted a series of Instagram stories at stagecoach. She posts this five person group In response to his tweet, LMFAO Cure was at Stagecoach. And then she comes in with more receipts the next morning. And she says, Stagecoach was fun, wasn't it? At Justin Glaze. Cowboy hat emoji. And she has arrows pointing to her and him. Four people away from each other in a group photo in a pool. Swimming in the same waters.
0: And then Glaze comes back. We had zero interaction. That's all I was saying. There were a lot of people there that I didn't know or speak to, wasn't a dig at you at all. So he's now backing up a little bit. She's won this, this battle of the sauce Wars here using the images, using the receipts. And in my opinion, what Glaze has done here is a massive parasocial error. If you're at Stagecoach now as a Bachelor player, really as anyone, everything's recorded 24-7. I saw there's an AI program now that you can upload a, a selfie and it will find... Public security footage cameras of you taking the selfie. Oh, my God. So, Justin Glaze, there is no way that you weren't recorded. A million images made of all of this. It just it serves no point to try and deny it.
1: Thousands of Snapchat stories. Look, I see the face player.
0: And then Michael A. gets in on the action, slinging some sauce I don't know if this was producer prompted or not, but this shit is catching fire. The producers are very aware that all this shit is flying around parasocially, denying that the suitcase is real, the shit between Glaze and and Mengistu, all of that they're aware of. So I don't know if they prompted this or not. Nonetheless, Michael Olio then tweets out. This is on uh, October 4th, 1119 a.m.
1: This is in response to Genevieve Parisi's tweet that she wanted to leave. It's scary. No sleep.
0: And then uh, Michael Olley says, yep, I remember waking up next to the ocean, having all your meals prepared for you, spending your day talking to friends and working through our problems in hopes of walking away healthier. It gets harder. Trust me, we aren't tortured. We weren't tortured. We were lucky. Hashtag Bachelor Paradise. And so that, and I made a post about this as well. It just, to me, again, I don't know if producers forced him to say that or not, but it shows the difference between what that experience can be like for a protected player like Olio and someone like Genevieve Parisi, who they are clearly using to do their bidding. She was in a scripted fucking scene with a suitcase, throwing extensions around.
1: Yeah, uh, Olio did follow up. Oh, Grace Ann tweeted at him. I don't know what her tweet was, but he said, "I read it a second time and see your point. It wasn't meant to invalidate her, but more of my take on the accommodations." I sent her an apology this afternoon. My bad. So he hasn't gone full grocery store. No, here.
0: I don't think Olio is malicious in any way. I think it truly is. A difference in experience. I think the yeah. paradise he is going through is different than what other people are going through. If you come in as a protected player, a player for whom they have written a long, deep run, they want him to get engaged, so he's going to get engaged. Come
1: in as first sand,
0: they're going to make that experience as pleasant as possible, so that you will want to get engaged. If they don't want you to be engaged, you will not be engaged. I mean, it. The whole show is scripted at this point. Is, yeah. is basically what we're learning. You have very little opportunity to make moves within the game unless you're willing to do crazy fucking shit. And even that is now not rewarded, as uh-huh. we saw with Kira Mengistu. She did everything they asked. Robbed. We then move on. Sally Carson now, who's at the heart of this controversy because it was supposedly her suitcase that they then dressed as a human being in a bikini and, and laid <laughs> in the sand and shit. She starts responding to comments on her old Instagram posts that were correcting the edit. Someone says to her, wait, you left someone in a trunk for four hours? What the fuck? They could have died. Are you okay? Asking for a friend. And this is in uh, reaction to the sketch, the little skit Mm -hmm. they did, the reenactment that claimed Sally Carson left a producer or forced a producer to get in a trunk of a car for four hours. Sally Carson then replies, that definitely did not happen. Try to remember it's a TV show. Openly saying, this is not real.
1: Definitely didn't happen. That's... There's no vague, there's no vagueness about that one. We then saw another person comment sue abc and she responded to this person, "What if I could?" sweating smiley emoji.
0: And then at this point, the energy within the nation is at a fevered pitch. The sauce warriors or I should say the tea warriors within the sauce wars are like, <laughs> "Fuck it. All bets are off and now we got Teddy, right? posts this Instagram story shading producers about why she really left because they made her look like a bit of an asshole for not saying goodbye to everybody. They put a punishment in her edit. So she posts this Instagram story that says, something I'm proud of learning. One, leaving environments that are cruel to me and the people around me. Two, sticking to my boundaries no matter how many times people in authority try to cross them, excited for this next chapter and what the rest of the year will bring. She's talking about the producers here at Bachelor in Paradise. Obviously, leaving environments that are cruel to me and the people around me. Well, she just left an environment, didn't she? We just watched that happen. And sticking to my boundaries, no matter how many times people in authority try to cross them. So let me get this straight. Some people in authority tried to cross a boundary. Who might those people have been? The producers. (laughs) She's not saying it outright, but that is what this is. This is the biggest, in my opinion, scale attack we have seen in the sauce wars from players against producers. We, we saw unionization plays in season 25 um, when all of the players that season tried to get essentially accountability for Chris Harrison after his uh, you know racially insensitive and racist comments in that interview he did with Rachel Lindsay. That was a slightly different thing. That was talking about something that didn't happen in the show and it was not contradicting the document the itself. This is multiple players from the edit that they are in saying this is all fake.
1: And not even just multiple players. I mean, Genevieve Parisi is fourth sand, second female sand. Teddy Wright is sixth sand, third female sand. These are high-level players. Obviously, they clearly wanted Teddy Wright to maybe go far with Andrew Spencer. And for her to use her swan song Instagram exit post as the place to basically air this, it's going to have the most eyes on any of her Instagram posts this whole season. And
0: And this is something that is, I think, indicative of another thing that we're talking about. Teddy Wright is a a protected player, essentially. She comes Mm -hmm. into this experience. She is there for two days, 48 hours. In that time, she sees something, enough of something, to be like, fuck it, I'm out. I don't even want to say goodbye to anybody Uh because I don't want to give you any more footage. That's the only reason to do that, to leave the show without saying goodbye and shit. She was just completely done. She was like, so wait a minute, I start this thing with Andrew. Now they bring in uh, Clancy and everything gets fucked up a little bit. And she could just see the writing on the wall that they were, I think, this is just my humble opinion. I think she could see they were trying to put her in a love triangle. And she was just Uh like, no, I don't want to do this. Bye.
1: Yeah. I mean, she fled, (laughs) you know, and they focused on it. They did as much as they could to make her look bad in that episode. A lot of people leave with no, no big goodbye speech or anything like that. And obviously, well, not obviously, in my opinion, it looks like they were trying to get her to do at least a huge goodbye speech. And she refused to do that. They do not like when people don't play ball and, uh, you know, this these were some incredible parasocial plays. It's it's hard to hard to pick one. We'll we'll get to some more parasocial plays, but the sauce wars are are boiling over.
0: And it really is a function. The producers, I believe, only have themselves to blame. They have made the villain edits so fucking harsh and they have made them so moralistic that now if you get one, you're getting Insane backlash online. And we'll get to some stories about Mm -hmm. that as well. And they blame it on social media. They're like, well, social media is mean. It's like, no, it isn't. Social media is not mean. Social media is just a tool for people to express their fucking opinions. If you give them a piece of media saying someone is a piece of shit, they're going to come at you. If you give them a piece of media saying somebody is a great person, they're not going to do that. It's all in the presentation of the document and the way they present it now. Is if you're a villain, you're a horrible piece of shit who deserves mm-hmm. to be at least in paradise, run out of paradise and have all your brand deals taken away. That's the precedent right. they really set, I think, with um Brennan Morris and Piper James.
1: Or in the case of the case of <laughs> the case of Clayton Eckard. Yeah. Rip drag through the coals the whole next season.
0: Yeah. And into paradise.
1: Have a children's choir sing about how you're a bad person. That's very moralistic, in my opinion.
0: These producers don't understand the show anymore, and I'm hopeful that what is happening in the Sawstores right now with this will fucking wake them up a little bit. I don't know if it will or not, but I I applaud all of these players who are coming out with the truth about Mm -hmm. the suitcase thing. If for no other reason than it's like, it's educational, I think, to some part of the fourth audience who yeah. believes this shit is real, and it's like we can't do that anymore.
1: If they can lower the volume of death threats, I would say that's like a huge—that's a huge goal of of mine at Game of Roses as well, is to lower the volume of
0: yeah. Death I agree. Threats. That would be a good thing. Let's try to <laughs> try to make the fandom a little less death threaty. Yeah. But that's the state of the game. We've got this crazy shit happening in the sauce wars with these players coming out and openly refuting the edit. I don't know if this is going to continue to happen in, in like what's going to happen in 27.
1: What edit are we going to get for Sally Carson?
0: I think they're going to bring her in, and I think she's going to be out of it almost immediately.
1: I'm I'm like, it does she want to sue them based on just the suitcase stuff without her in it, or is there other things that happen? I'm
0: I'm very curious. I am too. And what I'm more curious about is A, what's going to happen? throughout the rest of the season, because I'm sure we're not done with suitcase type shit. I'm sure they're going to do a lot of other things that are like very overtly fake and Mm -hmm. pass them off as real. And we'll see if those players stand up to that or not. But I'm also very curious about season 27 of The Bachelor. What are Mm -hmm. those players going to do? Is this now a new precedent? Has the line been moved for what players can do parasocially in order to try and in some way Combat the character assassinations that producers do to them in the document.
1: Yeah. And will they do it for larger storylines? I mean, this is kind of a small or arguably a jokey storyline, you know, or for Razzle Dazzle. What was it that Kira called it?
0: I don't know. What did she call it?
1: (laughs) She answered some Instagram story about the vibrator. It was like, it's TV, uh, great TV years. Something like oh, that. Oh,
0: it's got Bachelor Nation buzzing or something like that. She yeah, some pun got them it, buzzing. But.
1: but thank you for breaking down this timeline with me, clues. It is. It can be tough to keep up. I saw we had a couple of newcomers to Twitter who basically were like, "The Bachelor in Paradise hashtag is going off," so they wanted to enter the fray. Aaron Clancy and, and someone else said this. Oh,
0: interesting. Well, we mm-hmm. also can't thank Dark Seeker enough uh, for putting that timeline together going through all the tweets and putting them in order and everything. This is just a very important moment in the history of the game. And like I said, I don't know what's going to happen as a result. I don't know if this will be an isolated incident. We'll never see players do it again. Or if it's going to continue to happen again and again and again. Players undermining the 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 validity of the edit. Is
1: this merely the prologue in the history of the Sauce Wars textbook?
0: I hope so. But that wraps up State of the Game. We must move on. This has been a very long State of the Game, but a very important one because this is a massively important event. But now we're going to move on to our next segment in which we discuss all of the movements of players on social media with their numbers and the ratings. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp.
1: Clues. uh, We all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills, you know, the. The whole premise of life is, is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake and therapy can help with that.
0: Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Game of Roses.
1: Clues, it is springtime. It is the off season. It mm. is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank true. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters. And cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul. Get those staple pieces, and I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces, keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like clues, who
0: only wears one outfit? I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm quince <laughs> Just call me quince King Quince's okay. they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses.
1: Clues, mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt. Yeah.
0: we sent you after you place your order select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims the show this is
1: this week in
0: games we begin our game segment as we begin it every week by discussing the ratings the Monday episode of our beloved game pulled in a 0.56 this week, which was down about 40% from last season's first Monday episode, and it pulled in 2.15 million overall viewers down about 30% from last season's first Monday show the Tuesday episode saw a slight decline to 0.54 in the demo with 2.14 million viewers total. Our beloved game came in third across the four major networks Tuesday night behind The Voice on NBC and FBI on CBS. It did manage, however, to edge out The Resident on Fox and Leonardo on The CW, which maintained its pristine (laughs) 0.0 in the demo.
1: Poor Leonardo.
0: No one age 18 to 45 is watching Leonardo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's shocking. I know. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. The show is on a different night of the week than it was on last week. It's not that shocking to me that the ratings would go down this much. But what are they doing? Dumping it in October? Leonardo? Bachelor.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How could they place Leonardo like yeah. this? It should You're be like, a Thursday night time slot.
0: Leonardo. <laughs> is must see tv that shit should be on at 7 30 right after jeopardy yeah i don't know i mean this is always when they play bip and they have started doing this thing where they're doing mondays and tuesdays now that's a a frequent thing every season
1: i am calling on them to do it once a week monday nights baby
0: yeah i'm sure they will uh heed that call they got people rolling in fake suitcases full of fucking vibrators but they're like you You know what what? Uh, we do too many episodes we should just stick it to Monday nights.
1: Yeah, they got a 20-minute bros ad.
0: <laughs> By the way, that didn't work. I don't know if you're following any of the news about bros.
1: Oh, I'm following it.
0: Yeah, did not do well. And Billy Eichner, is, um, he has some, some of his own parasocial errors that are going on with his reaction to the opening weekend box office being much lower than anticipated.
1: It's because they annoyed all the Bachelor fans.
0: Uh, There are long think pieces being written about why the movie didn't do well and Billy Eichner's reaction to it. I encourage anyone to go read them. They're they're interesting. But we must now move on to the top five gains in Instagram. The gold medal in gains this week goes to Romeo Alexander. He gained 9.4K this week for his Love Square villain play, bringing him to 11.6K total.
1: The silver medal in gains goes to... Serene Russell, first female sand, first sand total. She gained 6.7K this week for her sand placement and coupling with Brandon Jones. She's landed at 63.5K followers total.
0: The bronze medal in gains goes to Teddy Wright. She gained 6.3K for her swan song exit bump and she is now at 87.3K total.
1: Fourth place goes to a three-way tie between... Instagram champ and bombshell player Victoria Fuller, Utility Tears player, Sauce Wars champion Genevieve Parisi, and first male San Zaddy, Michael Alio, all of whom who added 6K pairs of eyeballs to their content this week.
0: And now let's move on to that top five total Instagram chart for October 6th, 2022. Victoria Fuller. Sits on the throne on top of the mountain with 586K.
1: Andrew Spencer is in second place at 311K.
0: Michael Olio has that third place on lock with 273K total.
1: Lace Morris is in fourth with 246K total.
0: And rounding out the top five is an unnamed player who has not yet entered the game. But this player has 224K.
1: And now for the top five TikTok chart, as of today, Thursday, October the 6th, Brittany Galvin is in first place with 125.1K followers.
0: Victoria Fuller's in second place with 116.4K.
1: Andrew Spencer's in third at 81.8K. Aaron
0: Clancy, the star of paradise, is fourth at 55K.
1: And face player Dustin Glaze is in fifth at 40.4K. I had no idea Brittany Galvin had such a large TikTok following.
0: Neither did I, but she's dominating. And I am interested to see where this is going to go. These TikTok numbers are getting, generally speaking, higher. They're they're starting to be able to contend with the Instagram numbers. I like to see that.
1: Yes, they're certainly higher than in the regular season. Yeah.
0: But that wraps up all of our gains. Now we're going to move on to those tids. This is... Bachelor Nation News. Had kind of a light news week, but an important news week. First up in Bachelor Nation News, perhaps the most important piece of news that has ever transpired in the history of our beloved game. The great one, Nick Vial, has a new book out. Yes, the best player who has ever played the game, bar none, has released a tome of relationship advice called... Don't text your ex happy birthday and other advice on love, sex, and dating. The elaborately titled work is described (laughs) on Amazon as follows From Celebrity Heartthrob. (laughs) I can't even get through this. You got to read this shit.
1: (laughs) From Celebrity Heartthrob and male goat doesn't say that esteemed host of the vile files podcast and adored member of bachelor nation (laughs) he wrote this Adored. he wrote this nick vial (laughs) comes don't text your ex happy birthday a no holds barred dating advice book oh my god With his trademark charm, relationship expertise, an exclusive sex and love Q&A series. Nick guides readers through topics of love, lust, dating, and heartbreak. Nothing is off limits as he delves into situationships. Ooh, he's still young. That part's not in it. How to identify a fuck boy and defining healthy love versus toxic love. Trying to figure out if friends with benefits is worth it unsure if they're really into you? Are you worried about the age gap between you and your partner?
0: Oh, that's not in there. Don't come on. Sorry.
1: Sorry. Is this the, is the person you're seeing a walking red flag? Can you come back from being cheated on by Alice here with all the answers and more filled with stories and one-liners you'll be texting your friends don't Text Your Ex Happy Birthday is an honest, entertaining, and heartfelt relationship handbook that actually answers the question, what does it mean when they say dot 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 question mark? Congratulations go out to the great one on this literary achievement. Welcome to the Authors Club. Clues, will be doing some selected readings from this important contribution to the literary canon of the nation on our Patreon, so look out for that. Are you going to be wearing your Nick Bio wig?
0: Maybe. I have pre-ordered the book. It has not yet arrived. But when it does, I am definitely going to read it. And I will be doing some readings out loud. I can't imagine a world where he didn't write that description of his own book.
1: He doesn't write anything.
0: We've written a book about The Bachelor. All of the promotional stuff. Who had to write that? The little descriptions about us, our bios, all of that. It was us.
1: We didn't have a ghostwriter.
0: I don't think he did either.
1: You think he wrote his whole book?
0: I do. Yeah. I think there's no way someone else said, wrote from celebrity heartthrob and adored member of Bachelor Nation. Who the fuck's writing that other than him?
1: His publicist,
0: perhaps. Speaking of publicists, what he did on Caitlin Bristow, or what he did on his podcast about Caitlin Bristow, where, and that's going to be in our digging deeper too. He has a very recent uh-huh. episode of Vial Files from this week where he basically is shitting on Caitlin How Bristow,
1: dare he, <laughs>
0: saying that she was like leading him on and. All this shit, she was just doing it for the cameras, which, by the way, he did the same fucking thing.
1: He's doing this for the book clicks.
0: Absolutely. And it's brilliantly done, in my opinion. Always staying relevant. Anyway, congrats. Great one. Can't wait to read Uh your book.
1: Disagree. This is not the official Game of Roses position.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'll take it as my own. That's fine.
1: I stand with Bristow. Trigger warning for the next piece of Bachelor Nation news. Just skip forward a few minutes as we discuss uh suicide
0: up next in bachelor nation news, the ultimate Viking and his ring winner, Susie Evans appeared on Caitlin Brisso's off the vine podcast this week to discuss their breakup and reveal some of the detrimental psychological effects they suffered as a result of playing our beloved game. Eckerd revealed that he experienced suicidal thoughts after his season wrapped and began airing. And it was Evans who helped him overcome them while they were still together. And she continues to be there for him even after the breakup.
1: Eckerd called the backlash overwhelming and cited it as one of the primary reasons his relationship with Susie Evans couldn't work. He said, I wouldn't have been held accountable if I wasn't placed in a spotlight where everyone could see every single corner of who I was, every piece of me. About their experience after season 26 aired, Evans said, there was so much pain and so much hatred towards both of us, individually and then together, and some people liked him and some people liked me. Very few people liked us together.
0: This is an incredibly important episode of Off the Vine. Well worth listening to the entire thing. It sheds a little light on just how terrible the experience can be coming off the show if you're not a protected player. And even worse, if you're not a protected couple. We will be bringing you some clips in our next Digging Deeper uh, out two Mondays from now from that episode. It's very important. And this is it's similar Sauce Wars stuff to what we're seeing in Paradise. It obviously is much more serious and dealing with a, a much more important issue, the horrible psychological effects that certain players feel when they come off the show. But again, it's them shedding light on these things that are rarely talked about in the nation because the producers don't want players saying this. Mm-hmm. They don't want their leads and their ring winners coming out and saying, my experience on the show caused me to have suicidal thoughts and destroyed the relationship that the show purports to have. Uh, created in the first place
1: right which I think they would consider to be the (laughs) bigger problem this is so fucked up and horrible and I feel for Clayton and CZ in this and it just sucks and it's like you're saying it's more serious than what we're talking about in the sauce but it we see hints of it you know people talking about their anxiety with their edit.
0: Well, we talk about this... I think we talked about in the fucking recap. The The default state of a person coming into paradise now is not like excitement and, oh, shit, what could happen here? It's fear.
1: Who am I going to see here?
0: It's, you're just as afraid the whole time. Are they getting some footage of me? How are they going to cut this? I think you're thinking about your edit and how you're going to be perceived on the show far more than you are anything else. And that is not the fault of social media. That is the fault of the fucking producers who edit you to look however they want you to look. Villain, fool, right. whatever. It's them creating this. I, I I know the producers think it's because <laughs> of social media and that this is how the show has now changed because of social media. It's not. It's because of what the producers have chosen to do. The way they're telling these stories, the way they're positioning people, It is. that's the only reason for it.
1: I mean, I think there are reasons that people will get hate regardless just for going on the show or just because of racism or something like that. But the majority of the death threats and horrible things that are sent to people are because of the edit.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's no attempt made, I think to protect the average player, you'll get your Mm -hmm. one or two grocery stores or olios or whatever, but like they don't even protect the fucking leads anymore. It actually seems like the opposite is true. They're trying to destroy the leads. That's their primary goal with leads. And so if even your lead doesn't feel comfortable being on camera, if your lead is constantly thinking about, oh, fuck, how are they going to fuck me over? You can't have a show.
1: And you're just and you're, again, going to get a lower quality of players. You're not going to get a, a great catch that America's most eligible bachelor to date people. If people are coming off the show and saying that they are having these horrible, dark thoughts because of because of their edit. And it's just going to make the show worse because people aren't going to compete as much for leads who are not as sought after, you know?
0: Nor are you going to get anybody coming on there doing anything interesting. Because, again, everybody's afraid to do anything other than exactly what the producers are telling them to do. But then when the producers tell you to do something like a little crazy, what happens? You have to go look at this fucking suitcase with a vibrator in it. And now you're getting death threats because of it. And now Mm -hmm. the person who the suitcase was supposedly belonged to. I'm sure she feels however she feels about like, well, why would they fucking do that to me?
1: She if, wants to sue them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if your, your players don't trust you, especially your leads, how can you ever make this show? And that is the era we're suffering through right now. I I mm-hmm. firmly believe that what's happening in the sauce wars with all these players coming out and contradicting the edit. I think it's going to help the show. I think the producers have to fucking at this point be like, okay, uh-huh. We fucked up. We went a little too far. Maybe they're going to clean house a little bit, shuffle Mm -hmm. it around, put a different person on top of that fucking mountain, let somebody else start making the creative decisions about how they're treating players and how they're doing the edits. I think that's going to happen. I think it has to at this point.
1: I certainly hope so, because reading, like, seeing those clips of Clayton, it hurts my soul. And it hurts the soul of anyone who is in this periphery Bachelor Nation world podcasting about it, etc. Like we're tired and you and we are feeding the zeitgeist. You want people making media about your media to promote your media. You don't want them being like, oh, actually, I'm not even going to post anything about Bachelor because I had such a horrible experience on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. You need to celebrate the players and celebrate their post game careers and lives you need to be celebrating their social media. It's The show has painted social media as a dark, shitty thing. They don't allow your phone in. They don't allow you to post during uh, the shooting time. You can't start posting until the shooting's done. They approve all your mm-hmm. posts. They approve all the podcasts you go on. They mm-hmm. have. They're so afraid of social media that they have vilified it. They have demonized social media itself. Mm-hmm. But that is wrong. It's not social media. It's your inability to accept it as a major part of this game. That is the problem. At any rate, let's move on. The third and final piece of Bachelor Nation news is good news. Some new humans to celebrate. Bachelor Season 21 ring winner and post-vomit Great One Kiss recipient, Vanessa Grimaldi, and her husband, Josh Wolf Welcome to baby boy into their family on September 29th, which, by the way, happens to be The same birthday held by the great one himself. Coincidence? (gasps) (laughs) And third place finisher from season 20 of The Bachelor, Kayla Quinn, announced she is expecting her first child with husband, Nick Borello. Congrats to all these players as they continue to populate the world with their growing families.
1: Congratulations. And now for that time in our show where we celebrate... The greatest news happening in social media this is the parasocial play, 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 play of the week. Ashley and Jared Iaconetti posted a behind-the-scenes vlog of their time in paradise on both of their Instagrams. Jill Chin made a TikTok and captioned it, me after week one in paradise, where a voiceover plays, I want to bomb the place, like I want to rip it a new asshole, like that's how much I hate Zara, where Zara has been replaced with the word paradise. The video has 10.4K views.
0: Romeo injured the TikTok fray via lip syncing the popular RuPaul song, Is It Me? Am I the Drama?, the video has 7.8k views.
1: It was hard for us to decide who deserved Parasocial Play this week after all of the Sauce War's offensive. Is it Kira's razzle dazzle post or Twitter receipts war with face player Justin Glaze? Or is it Teddy Wright's incredible swan song exit post shading producers as creating a cruel environment? All of these were excellent plays, but no, there can only be one winner. Our parasocial play of the week goes to fan favorite, an innocent, empathetic king legend, Dark Lord Palmer. In an incredible Instagram post this week, he commemorated his 44th journey around our still alive son. Dark Lord Palmer posted (laughs) a five slide dark offering in which his wife, whom he is happily married to, who him. He also included a photo of his dark creature minion, Lulu. The caption reads, Thank you, everyone, for your thoughtful B-Day wishes. Heart emoji. My heart is so full. Heart emoji. Hashtag birthday. Hashtag grateful. Hashtag birthday. Who To our knowledge, this is the first Dark Lord of all time in the pit. We praise you, Dark Lord Palmer.
0: Can you believe that? There have been two Dark Lords. We got one of them in the pit. We're 50% on dragging Dark Lords into the pit.
1: That's an incredible statistic. If it were a baseball, we would be a home run.
0: Not quite. But... There were also some great plays made this week by those creatures. But of course, there can only be one parasocial creature of the week. And it was <laughs> a canine who has had this award a few times before. Percy, that is Nate Olacoy's dog. He was in a fantastic TikTok this week with his dog uncle, Rodney Matthews. Hilarious face play abounded. We encourage you to go check that out. And now we come to that time in our program. In which, Pace Case and I descend deep into the bottom of the Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare.
1: 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I... tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine tighter skin or your money back get a 15 percent discount code by using the discount code game that's fiber skincare if you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor viewing parties i'm gonna let you in on a little secret i found the personalized The most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines, and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, my Mm. favorites, and they were so delicious. And I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my
0: friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So, if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member exclusive pricing.
1: What's in the box?
0: On every order. Join the club today, and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooly and our cat up there. She's laughing, she's texting me. He's so cute, I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really.
1: You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up
0: Screams. This is Screams, Screams from, from the, pit. the Pit.
1: So I hinted at my scream this week. <laughs> in my first time doing international travel in three years since the pandemic, I flew across the ocean to Amsterdam and I dragged my partner in the pouring rain to the exact bench where Gabby Windy dumped Nate Mitchell. It was a long heartbreak scene in the show. It was iconic, and luckily, Gray Sand got me the coordinates to try to find it. I am 99... I am 95% sure it was the right bench. But again, <laughs> m- I must reiterate, it was pouring rain. Yeah, And I made this video where I was essentially displaying the space, talking about its history. And I feel like this is my scream because I can no longer go on vacation. You know, I took time off the pot. I was very intentional about that. I was like, I need to not do Game of Thrones. I need to be out of the bachelor world. But now I, I literally can't stop. And everywhere I go, every vacation I take has some piece of bachelor nation history. And I feel this pull to visit it, to pay homage. I did this when I went to La Quinta. I did this in Vegas where the first kiss by Louise Adams happened. And I'm just like, it's, it's I don't even know if you can call it a vacation when I'm I can't stop working. We're workaholic now. Welcome to the club. <laughs> I know, I feel like you've done this to me. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> used to be able to take vacations.
0: My brain just has never stopped, like uh ever. I, I don't know how to shut it off really. It just does it. Call it work if you will. It's just to me like what's happening. But uh <laughs> <laughs> I love this scream. I can't thank you enough for you know, taking time out of your vacation to go to this. I feel the same way though. I got to say, if I'm anywhere ever that isn't my living room, I am (laughs) like, did something of the bachelor happen within any proximity to me that I can go see that, that place. And so if I ever travel again, bet your bottom dollar, I'll be, uh, taking some pictures of weird bachelor shit too, if I can find it. But it was great. I loved your, your, um, parasocial plays regarding it. And I, I can't thank you enough. I think it was a fantastic service to the pit.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, by the way, Nate Mitchell commented on this post when <laughs> Jason posted the video. I didn't see that. What did he say? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He was just like, "No, right." PTSD. So I might have given him given him PTSD.
0: No, but hopefully not. Hopefully he's okay. <laughs> My scream this week involves a certain invitation. That I received and how it's affecting my life. As you know, Screams from the Pit is about Pacecase and I descending into the fandom of this show at a deep level to say how it has affected our lives. Pacecase just said, I went on a vacation abroad, yet all I could think about was finding this fucking bench and taking a picture of it. So, in that vein, this invitation that both Pacecase and I have received is to Stefan Lovegrove's upcoming party.
1: Humble brag. (laughs) You know. uh, I haven't received it yet. I have not. I check my mail once every six months, but I will check it for this piece.
0: He threw his Noel ball for the first time last year. Massive success. All kinds of uh, luminaries from the nation (laughs) were there. Power players. He's doing it again this year. And Pace Case and I are going to go. I can't wait. I signed
1: up under multiple alter egos in order to secure this ticket.
0: (laughs) I cannot wait to attend this event. And I have to say, this is an admission. I wear the same outfit every day. (laughs) If you have um, listened to, I believe it was an interview that we did with Dear Shandy, Charlene Joint, and Machine Levine, we found me and her husband, that we share a similar kind of compulsion to just wear the same thing every day. I don't really ever break that unless it's for special occasions. I wore a suit, for example, to our unauthorized book signing at the Grove.
1: Mm -hmm. You wore a Santa hat when you delivered me grocery store sauce for Christmas.
0: I was wearing a hat. What?
1: You put a Santa hat on.
0: Oh, right. That's true. But I very rarely step outside my uniform.
1: Or your house.
0: Or my house. Yeah. My house is an extension of the uniform. It's a, what I consider to be an accoutrement to my body. Oh. Now, Stephen Groves, Noel Ball has a theme. And this is a very formal event. And I have to say, I've never been excited to get some kind of formal attire, to adhere to some kind of theme. I am more excited than maybe I've ever been in my life for anything to do exactly that for this event. I can't fucking <gasps> wait I see it almost as a competition. This is my Met Gala. I will (laughs) turn heads.
1: You will turn heads. Okay. Yeah.
0: I will turn heads. I will be the person that everybody else wants to be in a picture with because I'm going to look fucking good. And I've never wanted to do that in my life until now.
1: Are you going to wear the Juan Pablo jacket?
0: If I could find that, fuck yes. The Bachelor (laughs) has put me in this point. Not uh, my sister's wedding. Not any kind of formal event that I
1: wear a t-shirt to your sister's wedding.
0: No, I wore a suit, but I I could look, I dress up if I need to do it. I'm just saying there has never been anything that has motivated me to be like, yes, I can't wait to look good for this thing. This Mm -hmm. event has done that. It is the first time in my life that I am feeling this feeling. (laughs)
1: That is bananas, but completely unsurprising. I have some follow up questions. Are you going to do a glow up? Are you going to get full makeup, Ooh. hair, are you going to do your nails?
0: Maybe I'll wear the Vial wig. <laughs> no, I don't know that I'll do my nails. I don't know that I'll do makeup or anything like that. I'll probably shave and, uh, you know, the clothes will be the thing. The clothes make the man, they say.
1: Guaranteed turn heads. Well, I can't wait. To see this happen. Also, turning heads is a very popular Love Island phrase. It means mm. that you're going to get people to leave their partners.
0: Well, <laughs> you tell me. We will see what happens <laughs> at the second annual Noel Ball, but we can't thank Stefan Lovegrove enough for inviting us, and we are super excited yes, to attend. my
1: favorite doctor.
0: It's going to be very fun, but now we are going to play another scream. This is a scream that comes to us from Anna Darian. She is in our Patreon down at the bottom of the pit with us. And if any of you would like to submit your own scream, you just go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. You join us in the bottom of the pit. You're going to get access to our Discord where you can find the channel that allows you to upload a one-minute piece of audio that can be your scream. We play the best ones here and analyze them. We are going to do that right now. Again, this is a scream from Anna Darian. Here we go.
2: Hello, fellow pit dwellers. Coming in with a vintage scream from the pit. The year was 2003, The Bachelor was Andrew Firestone, and I was at dinner celebrating the six-month anniversary of my very first serious boyfriend. The only problem? It was Monday night. So I very kindly let my boyfriend know that we should probably wrap up dinner soon to get home in time for The Bachelor. I was sure he would be on the same page as me because this was a dire situation. Remember, it's 2003. Young dwellers, we did not have Hulu or gore recaps, I would have had to wait six months to rent the DVD from Blockbuster and this was not something I was willing to sacrifice. So we wrap up dinner, go home, and I can see that he's starting to sour grapes all over the night and I finally ask him if there's a problem. This is when he chooses to tell me and I quote, the show is a train wreck. Needless to say, the relationship didn't work out. Praise be the dark seasons.
1: I love the scream. Pit dwellers reaching into the past to pull one from the archives. Gorgeous, gorgeous scream. I also love the phrase young dwellers. That was
0: hilarious.
1: (laughs) Maybe the highlight for me. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: am definitely not a young dweller. But yes, there is a differentiation. I agree. I have conversations with people through DM all the time where they say, my first season was this. My first season was this. Increasingly, you're getting my first season was season 24. And that shit is like, now that's a young dweller. (laughs) I mean, I know we've gone back and done the hyper and shit, but I did watch season one as it fucking aired.
1: So did I. This is a uh,
0: beautiful scream. And I agree with you. Anybody who doesn't understand your uh, citizenship in the pit, how could that relationship ever work?
1: No, I mean, you have to have the same values. That's... Or at least, you know, your values need to at least some mostly line up and especially for ones as important as
0: this. (laughs) Or at least you have to understand that this is something to be indulged, something to be celebrated. Any deep fandom, uh, not just our beloved game, but if you wind up with somebody who loves a certain sport or a team or whatever. I'm Mm -hmm. sure Ashley Iaconetti, for example, doesn't give a fuck about Tom Brady. But Jared Canetti does, and so she'll indulge it, as long as he puts on an Aladdin hat every once in a while yeah. and dances around the living room.
1: You trade your values.
0: Yeah, they make a deal, like, you know, she's going to wear a Tom Brady jersey on Sundays if he puts on the Aladdin suit and fucking does a couple of somersaults.
1: Okay, the middle name of our kid can be this, if you will fulfill <laughs> this. Very specific Aladdin fantasy for me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: The middle, our kids' middle name can be Tom Brady if you work 20 hours a day in our cafe. (laughs) (laughs) That was the deal.
1: And that's our dating advice.
0: Yeah. Make deals.
1: No, I mean, The Bachelor is also about romance. What's more romantic than The Bachelor? Especially season three is a real millionaire.
0: I know. You don't get those too often these days. But thank you, Anna, Dorian, for this incredible scream. And once again, if anybody out there wants to submit their own scream, you just go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses, join us in the bottom of the pit, get that Discord, record that scream, and we play them here, obviously, and talk about them. But that's it. That wraps up this week in Bachelor Nation. We thank everybody for joining us. We will be back on Wednesday of next week to deliver another recap of two full episodes of Bachelor in Paradise. It looks like we're going to have Sally Carson coming on sand. I'm sure there will be some other surprises, and we're going to get this weird uh, implied sex scene between the Iaconedes that I believe ends with her farting on him in the Boom Boom Room. Why? It's bad producing.
1: Why? Why can't um, they should be on a double date like like Tardic and Bristow were? Or-
0: yes, it's a waste of time. A waste of time. The current producers don't understand what this is. They just don't get it.
1: But we will do our best to give you the best recap in the world because we have The Bachelor as our main and only value, and we will never leave it, no matter what it does to us.
0: You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, let's cut to I'm 75 years old. Maybe the show's still on, maybe it's not. Am I mm-hmm. still doing Game of Roses with you? Are we talking about old seasons after it's gone off the air? Probably. You're like, ah, you'll be doing that by yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely we will, Clues. For yeah. sure. For
0: You're sure. like, well, me and my twenty year old child might be doing something else, but uh
1: <laughs> No, I I do not see Game of Roses ever ending. I think it will transform in beautiful ways, like a beautiful butterfly.
0: Yeah. And I would say this with regard to The Bachelor, whatever it is now, whatever the version of the game is now that exists, I do think it's going to change and I think it's going to get better. I think they're going to return back to the prestige era to some degree. And I think if they want to do that and they're listening now, the easiest way to do it is to hire Pace Case and I as the showrunners. Oh, this is our CV. Yeah. We know more about this game clearly than any producer who's on it currently. And we'd be happy to come in and give you another season 17. I'm 100% sure if I'm given complete control creatively over (laughs) casting down to the edit. You
1: want them to hire you as the executive producer.
0: For one season. What do you have to lose? Have all the other producers there. So the nuts and bolts of it.
1: If we can be executive producers, I will take that job. But
0: For one season. For one season. It can't be worse than what they're doing now. Their ratings are fucking toileting every fucking year.
1: Yeah, we're almost reaching Leonardo levels.
0: Here's what I can guarantee you. ABC, Warner Brothers, NZK. This is my guarantee to you. If you hire me and Pace Case as the showrunners and you give us some real fucking creative leeway with what we're able to do, I, I can't be beholden to people doing shit edits and doing fucking suitcases with vibrators in it. That can't happen. And
1: I have a very extensive writer as well. So just put that in
0: there. Okay. You'll have to appease Pace Cases writer. But if you give us some, if you hire us and give us some kind of creative leeway, I can guarantee you ratings that are higher than the previous season. Whatever that season is, hire mm-hmm. us. That season will have higher ratings. I guarantee it. Now, if it doesn't happen, I can't be held liable. In any way, and there is no recourse you can take against me, but that is my guarantee.
1: <laughs> that is the word. That is Bachelor Clues' word.
0: At any rate, thank you again for joining us. And before we go, as always, what is that duob at?
1: It has been 7,501 days without an Asian Bachelor. Praise be... Dark Lord Palmer. Happy birthday.
0: Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then... Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then...